0: You are now tuned in to Behind the Confidence Smile, the podcast, where we talk about what's behind your smile, no longer suffering in silence, and truly walking in your purpose daily. I am your host, Bianca Cotton, wife, mom, author, poet, speaker, and hope dealer. I am on a journey to help women walk in love, live in hope and be healed from past hurts. Join me on this journey of revealing what's behind your smile. We have special guests, some poetry, and inspiration. Now let's start the show. OMG. I know y'all heard me say that before when I start my podcast episodes, but I feel like that every time. Today I have the dynamic Jasmine Bennett with us. If you've been tuning in for a while, uh you have noticed that I love talking to dynamic women who are out here living their life on purpose, okay, and releasing their fears and breaking free from suffering and silence and all that good stuff. So before we dive into today's conversation with Jasmine, she is a stay-at-home mom, whoop-whoop, because whoop, that's heavy lifting, y'all. Let's just... Give her a round of applause, okay? Uh, Veteran army wife, women's integrative wellness coach, and foodie. I love food, too. (laughs) Most days you can find her spending time with family, reading, homeschooling, cooking, or working in her garden. Yeah, she knows what she eating, y'all. Like, (laughs) I often wonder myself. But um, her passion and purpose is to help as many women as she can begin living a life full of joy, peace, and purpose. Joy, peace, and purpose. Yes, we need more of that in our lives, don't we? Every day, every day. So thank you, Jasmine, for being here
1: you welcome I'm so happy to be here with you thank you for inviting me I'm so excited <laughs>
0: yeah so
1: out. and
0: I also I almost forgot she is the founder and creator of get real with depression which we're gonna dig into that um in this conversation because get real with depression uh as a mental health service helping women break free from depression so they can live out their purpose okay. okay just sit with that for a minute get your journals ready get your ink pens because jasmine drops the <laughs> gems okay. all right jasmine so okay. we talk about what's behind your smile mm-hmm. on this podcast often that's like our go-to what's behind your smile because we know women will smile and be crying behind it women will smile and be frustrated we will smile and and just power through even if we're exhausted and so it's like why do we keep doing that to ourselves help us So, so what's behind your smile
1: So behind my smile is uh, a young girl who lost her father when she was 13 years old, abruptly, passed away, had cancer. I didn't know. Um, He told everyone, my father told everyone else except for me because he didn't want me to be sad, but had the opposite effect. And so that led me down a path to depression. And that's on top of all the self-esteem issues and everything that I experienced when I was a kid, when I was a young girl. And so um, after my father passed away, I went down a spiral of depression into my teenage years, into my young adult years. And it was just a really dark place. Um, Didn't know how to get out of it. Really was, even in church, going to church every Sunday, um you know smiling like you said um but nobody really knew what was really going on with me nobody knew the pain and the hurt that I was harboring that I was um hiding basically from from everybody and so I went through this for a span of about 10 to 12 years I I was depressed um nobody knew and it wasn't until um I really decided to rededicate my life to Christ and really uh, found a community, a church, a ministry that really got what I was going through and actually got the way that I needed to overcome it. And that was what propelled me to overcome depression and really start really smiling for real and genuinely smiling um not hiding anything, not hiding behind my smell, not hiding any pain or harboring any pain anymore. And really just healing from what I went through through my teenage years. Mm. Thank you for sharing.
0: <laughs> Such a powerful moving testimony and yeah about your journey and sorry to hear about your father um mm-hmm. that's that's a tough situation you know and in the formative years like 13th like that's when yeah. Yeah. middle school high school age and life is already hard um
1: yeah. I was and, a freshman in high school I, I had just started high school actually mm. yeah so yeah. So so critical time
0: period mm-hmm. and traumatized um, mm-hmm. by life's happenings. Mm-hmm. So you talked about you dealt with this for ten to twelve years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is a long time. Um, yeah to be wrestling with depression and Mm -hmm. so grateful to hear that you um were able to overcome it and find a church community and a ministry that could support you in that um your journey to healing right so when you um how how did you know you were depressed like mm-hmm. when you, you a freshman in high school did you did you know what depression was then or was it like years <laughs> later like yeah like how did how did you know you're like I just
1: can't shake this whatever this <laughs> is you know I knew it was depression when I was starting to have suicidal thoughts I never acted mm. on them but I knew that that you know I had psychology classes in high school too so I I knew what it was but I didn't know I didn't put a name to it I was just I just said I was really sad and you know just not happy that was my way of wording it mm-hmm. and I never said depression but that's I knew what it was and so as I got older um you know when I got into my 20s um I went to see a therapist because My family was concerned because I had kids then and, you know, they were concerned about me and being a mother and all that and not harming myself with the kids. I never acted on anything, Um, but they just knew that it was, you know, I had this cloud of sadness over me. I was depressed. I was I wasn't happy. I wasn't smiling, you know, and so they were always concerned. And so um, that's really when I got the name. You know, I'm depressed. I I put a name Mm to it. but that took me a while to put, put a name to it because I really didn't know, um, well, I knew what it was, but I really wasn't, I didn't want to put a name to it because I didn't want that to be my identity. I didn't want to accept that that was what was wrong with me because I felt like I was supposed to have everything together. You know, I'm smart, got a family, got my wife, stay at home mom, doing all this you know, you just don't want to accept that, you know, you have an issue that you need to deal with and it needs to be fixed. And so, Mm. that's so, oh, that's
0: the part of, I should have it all together, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's so relatable. It's so relatable across, Every woman I talked to just about friend, like, and now we are becoming more okay with saying, I'm not okay, and I don't need to have it together. And um, I'm so glad that your family expressed their concern to you, right? And and you listened to Uh it, and then you took the steps necessary to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. because you're taking care of everyone else your husband your kids online Mm -hmm. business but (laughs) you can't forget about you you're a critical factor in all of it (laughs) Uh a critical factor so tell us how get real depression was born um was it was Did the idea come to you towards the end of your healing journey or did it, was it birthed um, as a result of therapy? Like what was, what was your process?
1: So I went to therapy, but the thing is therapy didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And I want to put this plug in here because a lot of people will be like, you need a therapist, go see a therapist. I'm not knocking therapists, but I'm saying that some people, um, won't really benefit from therapy. It's not, it's not that, you know, everybody, nobody needs a therapist. It's just where that person is in, in their life. So Mm -hmm. where I was, I didn't need a therapist. A life coach worked better for me. I'm not saying that everybody should just, you know, just go out and get a life coach whatever you can do both you can have a therapist and a life coach but therapy didn't work for me I don't know if it was a therapist or if it was me but it just didn't work for me so after I got a life coach this was when we my husband joined the army we moved to Tennessee and I got with a life coach and we just started working together and she immediately saw you know why are you so unhappy and Mm. it was because i I didn't have confidence in myself and what God placed in me, and she just started speaking into me, just started speaking into me what I will become, what I um, should be looking forward to, what God created me to be, and she just started speaking into me, and it wasn't until then when I really saw myself differently, and light bulb kind of clicked, and I was like, man, why do I feel this way about myself if God sees me totally differently? Even though I'm going through all this hurt and pain, and I'll get back to the question in a minute, but I just had to put this in. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, But, you know, it it really helped me see myself in a different light. And Mm -hmm. so after that experience with my life coach, and I met with her for maybe about six months, maybe six to nine months. And after that, I was in my bedroom sitting on my bedroom and God just started downloading this stuff into my brain basically my entire plan that I have created the journal and everything and I just started writing everything out and it was after the life coaching that I went through and I just kind of just wrote everything out and this was after I started going to we'll get into that too going to chiropractic care started exercising Mm -hmm. eating differently but after my healing journey started it was kind of at the start is when it was kind of like god just put everything together for me so i can give it to other women to help them Mm -hmm. through whatever they're going through that's good (laughs) that's real good
0: keep on going jasmine (laughs) I mean, I told y'all, have your journals and ink pens ready, okay? (laughs) Man, that's that's a beautiful story. And Mm -hmm. I just want to, you know, extract some points from what you just shared that Mm -hmm. it didn't matter where you were on your journey. God still revealed to you who you were and what you what he wanted you to do that you didn't have to in your mind feel like you needed to be perfect to walk in purpose
1: exactly exactly and you know a lot of a lot of us we think that when we're going through something like we're going through a like I did a tough childhood or whatever, you're going through trauma and abuse, you know? And we think that God has to um, clean us up real good and fix us up and then present us to the world or whatever to do what we're called to do. But that's not always the case. Um, sometimes he uses us when we think that we're not usable because when I first, um, we start recovering, um, I was really standoffish in church. Like I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to be out front. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to do much because I felt like, you know, why me? I'm still, I'm still trying to, you know, figure this walk out, figure out how to live without depression. But God had me praying for people, ministering to people, doing all this stuff in the when I was first (laughs) delivered, and so if. If God can do that for me and, and have me walking in my purpose, basically, immediately after I'm delivered, then he can do the same thing for, for you. And I feel like we limit God in the way we think about him. Like, man, uh, I have to have this and this together. But God is so smart. He's so wise. And he's so creative he can do whatever he want to do. He can use us in any way that he wants to. We just have to be open to him. And I feel like when we're at that stage, I know I'm talking a lot when we're at the place of brokenness and when we're at the place of just God, I don't know what else to do. Just help me. That's Mm -hmm. when he is able to use us in the most incredible ways.
0: Yes. (laughs) Amen to that. And Keep talking. It's a podcast. That's okay. what we're here for. <laughs> teach us. Teach the people, okay? Um. So let's get into the chiropractic care, because I've heard your story before about that, and I okay. definitely want to make sure you um, share with us the chiropractic care, what you discovered uh, and food, what you discovered, uh, with that, so, yeah,
1: so, when we're in, this all, my whole recovery experience happened in Tennessee, so I'm gonna, whenever I say Tennessee, that's what I'm talking about, so, in Tennessee, um, we started going to see a chiropractor, the chiropractor actually came to the church we were going to in Tennessee, and, uh, so we started, we just decided to go, um, i pushed my husband you know we need to go see what this is about he did a whole presentation about it and um talked about basically how um our spine you know some when most people think about chiropractic care you think about when you get into an accident or you have back pain or something you just go see a chiropractor to you know get your back fixed or whatever but chiropractic care is is that but it's a lot it has a greater effect than that than just that on our bodies um so our spine has nerves that connect to all different places in our bodies and it's like the communication uh, link to from our brain to the rest of our bodies so when you think about like an extension cord and you have the outlet and then you have like the other wires and stuff the spine is like the the cord um that comes from the from the outlet to the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. And then the little wires go to all your organs, your heart, your lungs, your liver, everywhere else. And so if we have like a disc in our back um, that's smushing a nerve or something, our um, brain isn't able to send the signals to whatever organ that it's trying to talk to. And then the organ isn't able to communicate to the brain. And so when you're depressed, um, it may be something, you're not getting enough nutrients or something, you're not getting enough vitamin D, and your spine is out of alignment. Um, And so your body can't tell your brain what's going on, but it just knows something is off. And so what chiropractic care does, it moves the spine back. So when there's a problem, the brain is able to communicate to the rest of the body what's going on. And this happens often, like chiropractic care has been around for centuries, like this is not anything new. Um, actually, I would give you a, a little insider. Chiropractic care was very popular before the 60s. Um, mm-hmm. After the 60s, um, insurance companies came along and they kind of took over everything and they kind of made chiropractors um not um they considered them not doctors not credible doctors mm. and so it kind of like pushed them to the to the background but before this chiropractic everybody was using chiropractic care like our ancestors were using chiropractic care it was it was a thing and so um it was actually used for mental health they had a whole center and everything for mental health and chiropractic care was the main things that they used And so I don't mean to bore you, but chiropractic care is really, really important. And when you think about the way your body is created, the spine has a link to every nerve, every organ in your body, and it controls just about everything in your body. And so um, it's really important, especially when you're dealing with mental health issues, to really Make sure your spine is in the correct position and make sure you don't have any um, slip discs or nerves that are um, pinched. So, yeah. That's good.
0: No, that's really <laughs> good. That's not a board. That is okay. good. So, is, do you know if chiropractic care is covered under major? insurance carriers or is that something people just need to call their insurance companies and ask
1: you know just recently they had a bill um that they passed um in the recent years so chiropractic care is offered if you have medicaid in most states it's offered um depending on what chiropractic you go chiropractor you go to depending on your insurance it might be offered but it depends. Some insurances you have to have like a a referral from your doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people can afford chiropractic care. Like our family, we pay like thirty dollars for each person a month. So it's it's not terribly expensive, but it, it it's it can it can get expensive depending on how many times of a month you go. So we go like two times a month. And that's, that's not bad for $30 for us. Mm. Um, so it just depends on your insurance. I know Medicaid covers in Indiana, I'm in Indiana, Medicaid covers, but it depends on your chiropractor and most chiropractors are really, really generous people and they're really, really friendly and kind and they do it out of the kindness of their heart. So they'll work with you. You know, if you need a payment plan or something, they'll, they'll work with you the best that they can. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Chiropractic care. So we coming
0: out this pandemic whenever we do, right? Yes. We need to begin chiropractic care right now. Yes, yes. Oh yes. man. Yes. Oh, so let's talk about. uh Well, we talked about chiropractic care, and you also post a lot about food and what different foods can do for the body mm-hmm. how did you come to learn about um, foods that can help ease depressive sy- uh, symptoms
1: mm-hmm. well I did a lot of reading um, I took courses to become a, a wellness coach and but I did a lot of reading a lot of research got books books, books. I wish I had my books mm-hmm. right here I could show you my. <laughs> Back on my, my nice day. I do a lot of reading and research and just really just learning from my grandparents actually um mm-hmm. listening to them how they grew the food what they how they had to go and cultivate the soil what they picked when they picked it you know um we kind of lost our connection to food and how it's grown and so just doing a lot of research on that um and I like to eat so but I'm vegan I'm vegan and I'm gluten-free but that doesn't mean I don't like eating a lot like I still eat I just eat vegetables you know but um just doing a lot of research um and trying different things going to the grocery stores um going to farmers markets and just looking around at different things and talking to the farmers and I just enjoy like learning about food and how it's grown. And that kind of put me on the path to like really discover how food really affects us and how it can really help us heal in our bodies. And I really just enjoy learning about the different effects that different foods have on our bodies.
0: Come on y'all. (laughs) but eat your vegetables okay eat the vegetables follow jasmine on instagram hey get real with depression you'll you'll get all the tips on what type of foods and the like so what um what steps did you take towards becoming a women's integrative wellness coach and what does that mean also
1: Yes. So, um, after I went through my life coaching with, um, in Tennessee, um, I just decided after that, that that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a wellness coach. I wanted to become a life coach at the time. I wanted to become a life coach, but I didn't really want to just settle on becoming a life coach. And I was like, well, I like to cook and I like to eat. So I'm going to just do the whole wellness integrated wellness thing just in case I decide to you know pursue that as well which I'm so glad that I did because I really love what I do um so I took courses at Auburn University online and a wellness coach course and it was like a nine-month course a year I think it was a year I finished it in less than a year though um which is crazy by the way we're going to get to it in a minute but being a stay-at-home mom going to school and babysitting and taking care of family I don't know how I did it but I finished the course in nine months <laughs> I was crazy here yeah.
0: <laughs> grace but, and not thinking about it too hard yes. but um
1: Yeah. So I did that and just reading, 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 reading a lot, doing a lot of research. I love researching. Um, I love writing. And so just doing a lot of that and just experimenting, going, talking to people, just learning, learning whenever I can, however I can doing that. And an integrative wellness coach is what I do is I don't just focus on one part of your life like some people just say um some coaches we're just going to focus on finance or we're just going to focus on your business but I want to focus on how everything in your life is affecting how you feel what you think how you eat and it's just more of a holistic approach to um your journey of healing mental health not just mental health but spiritual health your physical health because everything is connected everything And your life is connected, you know, it's nothing is, excuse me, nothing is apart from each other. So just like if you have a lack in your finances, that may cause your mental health to, you may start to think um, self-doubt, you know, you may become sad about yourself, you know, if you don't have enough money to do this or that, or if you're eating unhealthy, you may start to feel sluggish and you're not feeling good in your body and that affects your physical health. And, you know, so on and so on. So I like to focus on the integrative approach as opposed to just nutrition, just mental health. Oh, Jesus. Speak,
0: girl. Okay, speak. Let me tell you about how you so on point with the sluggish piece, right? Oh, my so,
1: god.
0: Okay, so... My husband and I did a it it started out as a water fast. And Uh after day three, we uh incorporated um juice, fresh squeezed juice once Mm -hmm. a day. Cause Mm -hmm. I realized I needed a little bit more strength to uh be (laughs) present as a mother. I was Uh like, I need I need a little bit more than this water. Um but in that, during that time of fasting, liquid only, mm-hmm. after it was over, I had energy that I had mm-hmm. not experienced in a yeah. very long time. And it's like my body had an opportunity to reset itself. Mm-hmm. And as I was coming off the fast, like just strictly eating fruits and vegetables, Mm-hmm. Um and I was just experiencing food in a new way, in a different way. Uh, and start to notice I wasn't as sluggish as I was prior to the fast mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons, but also the mental clarity that I got. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> And I was like, I need to keep that right there, like (laughs) bottle that up. So when I need it, (laughs) I can drink that down. But I I shared that and say how that to say is the food, sleep, uh, water intake, I'm a heavy water drinker anyway, but having, having that time of focus, I saw the difference I felt the difference um yeah it's it works
1: it really does and you know a lot of it has to do with our gut the way our gut works our digestive system so when we are just eating 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 all the time just you know just eating whatever chips here french fries here burger here french a fried chicken here whatever whatever you're you know and we're not really eating nourishing stuff stuff that our body needs our gut is like trying to find the nutrients and it can't find them so our bodies try start to slow down because it's trying to find nutrients in other places and it still can't find them so we start to feel tired and that's why when you're sick you know you don't you don't feel hungry because your body is trying to heal itself and in order to heal itself Mm -hmm. um it it doesn't have time it doesn't want to digest stuff it wants to focus on healing doing the healing work so that's why you don't you're not hungry when you when you're sick and so learned all this stuff and I'm like man you know um if that's the case then you know when we're having like depressed depressive symptoms and we can't focus you know maybe that has an effect and so um Mm -hmm. I actually went vegan and gluten-free when we were living in Washington moved around the Mm -hmm. army um when we moved to Washington I just felt like I should go vegan and gluten-free because I was really sluggish and you know just feeling not something not right in my body And so I did that and it's just like, boom, my body just kind of like opened up and I just started feeling like I'm like a normal person. And so I say that to say, most people who struggle with depression may have an allergy to gluten and gluten is like anything that deals Mm -hmm. with wheat, um, spelt, uh, what's another one? Uh, Semolina, the pasta, pasta wheat, all that stuff um, that can, if you can't digest that easily, that could cause um, problems with your gut imbalance. And that could be a reason why you're having issues with mental clarity and you're feeling sluggish, or you have even digestive issues. You have problems digesting food, or you have acid reflux, just all, a whole bunch of stuff that could happen. And so, um, so that's, that's a thing to remember as well um but the water um the juicing just eating more just fruits and vegetables just eating more things out of the ground um is really helpful to ground yourself because um i'm gonna throw this in here uh because <laughs> i love i love <laughs> talking about this stuff <laughs> uh, the bible says that god formed man out of the ground he formed him out of the dirt and in the dirt there was a bunch of bacteria there was stuff because he created the animals and stuff already the plants and stuff and so research has shown that there's millions trillions quadrillions of bacteria in the in the dirt in the soil and what happens is we're made of that bacteria our bodies are made of that stuff of that um, bacteria and so the food that we eat has is supposed to have that bacteria to replenish our guts because our guts need that to function and so when we don't feed ourselves the vegetables and stuff that come out of the ground that come out of the dirt with all the bacteria our bodies start to feel sluggish and we have all those issues and mental clarity issues that come along with depressive symptoms
0: oh my gosh Jasmine (laughs) that could be a whole episode in itself okay so if you don't have a YouTube channel or something uh I think you should check that out (laughs) (laughs) seriously you know put it out there (laughs) um What are three jewels you want to share with someone who is Christian and challenged um, with depression right now?
1: Three jewels. Um, I would first start with saying that get the support that you need. Um, Go talk to somebody. Tell them how you feel. Tell them what's going on with you. Um, Go find a therapist. Find a life coach. Find somebody that you can trust find a family member a friend tell them what's going on with you um because we could think get in our brains and be balled down with all these negative thoughts so much well we think that nobody cares about us or nobody loves us or nobody will understand what we're going through when that's not true um when I went through when I was going through I didn't want to tell my family because I didn't think anybody would understand you know what I'm going through but it was a total opposite. My family came and they smothered me with love. Um, They embraced me. They pointed me to the help that they knew was best for me. And so, um, yeah, just talk to somebody. That's number one. Number two is talk to God about how you're feeling. Um, A lot of times we go to church and we pray. And sometimes we don't allow him in those dark places that we are really struggling with. You know, we talk to God, we want a new car, we want a new job, we want a new house, we want this and that. But God wants to heal the broken faces of us. He wants to heal us. Um, God is a healer. And sometimes when we are going through things, we think God doesn't understand. But he says that he knows us. He knows us he created us in our womb. He saw us when we were being created in our womb. That's what he said. And so God knows what we're going through. And number three, um, don't be afraid to get the support you need. I, I told you to talk to someone, but get the support. When when your family points you to the support, don't push it away. Um, Just, I know it can be scary to you know, starting the journey of therapy, life coaching, it was scary for me, um but you gotta try to do better, try to, you know, if you don't like the therapist or life coach, you can go find another one, but, but do do something, try something to better yourself.
0: That's good,
1: I like, I like the last piece you
0: just said a lot, um, which is, getting activated right in the action like do something Um, do something it's like the whole piece of get up walk take your mat get up right do something um and it's so critical and it's it's so key and I wanted to know uh from you if Like after the 10 to 12 years um, that you experienced depression, did you ever experience depression again or have any episodes um, after that? And how did you manage it?
1: You know, I had, I, I had just had a son. He is going to be 10 months. And I was so terrified because I was, I had postpartum depression with my daughter. And then I had I was depressed while I was pregnant with my son, and so I was so terrified uh, after I had my my baby son that I was gonna be depressed again. Um, but I had one little spout a few like it was a few days. It wasn't even a week, um, but it was because I wasn't eating right, I wasn't sleeping good, and I wasn't taking my vitamins like I should have been because I was so tired. I was so sleepy. You know, we have baby, you you know, you sleepy, yeah. can't function, and that's what happened. And I was having these, you know, crazy thoughts like I'm not a good mother, I'm not doing good enough. And my husband's like, "What's going on with you? You know, you're not yourself." And I had to take a moment, pray, you know, write out how I was feeling, and really just come to myself and just sit in the quiet and see what is going on with me. And took a nap. <laughs> of course we got some sleep oh that's um, my life savings. yes <laughs> yes and got myself together and that was basically it and this has been going on 10 years almost living without depression so yeah so <laughs>
0: Mm, a story of hope you are an overcomer Jasmine you are an overcomer and those listening if, if you are struggling with depression know that you are overcomer to um and get the help that you need and the support that you need Jasmine can be a resource for you
1: um
0: and I'm just so grateful for you overcoming because look at what's was on the other side Um, and not to um, negate any of your journey any of the pain that you endured uh, and experienced in real time Uh, but on on the other side of that Mm -hmm. it's been beauty for other people and uh being a answered prayer for many right like I don't know what to do with this and uh we don't talk about depression in church so what am I supposed to do with this am I just supposed to pray it away and you know does the Lord really hear me and you're breaking it down like hey have you taken a look at what you eat or are you getting enough sleep like making it, pra- get, providing practical uh, tools and resources to assess what's happening uh, yeah. and it's needed. You are needed and thank you. Just thank you.
1: Thank you so much. You're welcome but thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Ah, my pleasure so
1: tell us how we can uh stay connected with you yes so you connect with me on Instagram I'm always on Instagram um get real with depression that's get real w depression on Instagram I'm also on Facebook with the same name get real w depression and you yes. can connect with me there. Um, all my information and website is on there. So, yes. So, y'all get connected. Okay.
0: <laughs> and uh, if you like what you heard, leave a review. Email me at hello at com. We'll love to hear from you. That's what we're all about building community, walking together in purpose living out this hope and love but first starting with what's behind our smiles Mm -hmm. so thank you for listening journaling as you are listening if you're driving be safe okay (laughs) and enjoy and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Behind the Confidence Now podcast. Talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to Behind the Confidence Now podcast with your host, Bianca Cotton. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's grow our community, you all. Until next time on the podcast, remember, we all have a story and a journey of what is behind your